in this episode of the Live Damn Well podcast. Two and a half years later, my dad dies at 50 of a heart attack. At that point, I said, something is wrong with this system where you drop dead at 50. All they did was give him drugs, drugs, drugs. They were treating symptoms. And then they did surgery, died shortly after. And I thought, this system sucks. And I, I vowed at that point, I said, I am not dying at 50. This chiropractor explains that nerves in the spine if they're pinched and they go into the muscle, the muscle can go into spasm you can have pain. You know, you pinch a garden hose and water doesn't come out of the end. He said, but those nerves also go to your organs. In my low back where I had my pain were the same nerves that supplied my bowel and my bladder. Pain, pinch, dysfunction. When I was three years old, I didn't have a GI problem. I didn't have allergies. What happened through that time? Because the nerve system is the system that runs everything it's the most important system and it's the last to be seen unless you right. unless people walk into a chiropractic office it's and it's complex it's not just about going to your chiropractor or just changing your diet it's it's everything people always ask me is it my diet i'm like yes what about exercise yes what about my mind yes what about sleep yes it's like everything it, they're, they're finding studies this just blows me away they're finding studies that obese people could have a higher incidence I'm like, duh. I'm like, you yeah. kidding me? If somebody that has, that is a smoker, that has COPD may have a problem. I'm like, are you, do you really need a study to say a sick person is going to react worse than a healthy person? My name is Jorge Roman, certified health coach and author of Return to Human. My goal with this podcast is pretty simple to bring you both sides of the story in a world filled with cancel culture, where open conversation seems to be nearly impossible, especially in the sciences. By interviewing experts in the fields of evolutionary biology, neuroscience, metabolism, exercise physiology, epigenetics, and beyond, I hope to tackle the topic of health from as many angles as possible to make this podcast into an amazing resource for anyone looking to improve their health. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the Live Damn Well podcast. My name is Jorge Roman, and my guest today is Dr. Aaron Tressler, doctor of chiropractic, owner of Innate Life, president of the Chiropractic Fellowship of Pennsylvania, author and podcast host of Making Pittsburgh Healthy. Dr. Tressler, thank you for joining me. Jorge, thank you for having me. I love to share my story. And uh, hopefully with both of us, we can inspire, motivate people to live a better, a damn better life. I, I love your podcast. <laughs> thank and, you. You know, it's that simple. Let's let's just be healthy, man. So I, I look forward really to sharing is. my story. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a good conversation with you. I So the first thing I want to touch on is this concept that I've it's honestly very popular in the world of chiropractic care. Um, this philosophy of the body's innate ability to heal, uh, I think is something that is, uh, there's something about chiropractic care, which differs from the normal allopathic medical route, which just makes chiropractors just more open-minded in my opinion. And from what I've seen, I've had uh, another chiropractor on the podcast uh, in the past few months. And it just seems like, they are much more, they have much more faith in our own ability to be healthy, uh, you know? Yeah. And so why do you think that is in your experience and, and what, you know, part of your education and life made you feel that belief? Let, let me share my, my past story. And this leads up to this because as a kid and our family, I knew nothing of this innate, this natural healing. Um, so as a kid, I wet my bed until I was nine years old. And then I started having stomach issues in fourth grade, all the way to high school, horrible stomach. And it was an IBS back then. It was just, I had diarrhea, you know, and I started losing control of my bowel. So my body, I even, I was a really good athlete in school. So if you looked at me, you'd say, wow, you look healthy, but on the inside it's turmoil. And then I had allergies and sinus issues. So I was chronically sick, getting sicker every year. And then one day my back just boom, flares up on me. I seek a chiropractor and there's differences in chiropractic. A lot just serve for pain. They don't talk about innate in the body healing. So I went to a guy, he was a pain chiropractor. 
he adjusted me, but didn't explain what I'm about to explain. And my dad at the time was 47 years old with heart disease, suffering. He couldn't walk, you know, 50 feet without stopping, bending over, putting his hand on his thigh and <sighs> breathing heavy. And the chiropractor adjusted me. I didn't know what the heck he did. I just hear all this. <laughs> I felt amazing. But he said to me, look me in the eye and said, Aaron, if you're in pain next week, you come on back. Well, I didn't have pain for five years. I felt absolutely incredible pain-wise. However, I still was sick. I still had my bowel issues, my allergies and sinus. I still took all these over-the-counter medications. Two and a half years later, my dad dies at 50 of a heart attack. And I thought at that point, I was studying health and physical education in undergrad. At that point, I said, something is wrong with this system where you drop dead at 50. All they did was give them drugs, drugs, drugs. That's man's way of thinking. Okay, there's a, there's a problem with his heart. Let's give a drug to change it. Let's give another drug to change it. Instead of his body healing itself, they were treating symptoms. And then they did surgery, died shortly after. And I thought, this system sucks. And I, I bowed at that point. I said, I am not dying at 50 of heart failure. I'm going to figure this thing out. So I didn't at first. I did health and phys ed. I was a phys ed teacher, competitive rugby player, um, fitness guy in the gym, working out seven days a week, training. And my back does it again to me. This is about five years after my first adjustment. This chiropractor explains that nerves in the spine if they're pinched, I'm going to do, do a very basic analogy here. If they're pinched and they go into the muscle, the muscle can go into spasm and you can have pain. That makes sense. You know, you pinch a garden hose and water doesn't come out of the end. Wherever that happens, something, something goes bad. He said, but those nerves also go to your organs. And in my low back where I had my pain were the same nerves that supplied my bowel and my bladder. Pinch. Pain, pinch, dysfunction. And I thought, you son of a gun. I, it blew me away. I thought, wait a second. So I got intrigued. I started studying. I went to chiropractic school. And I uh, began to get adjusted. And my pain went away immediately. So pain was first, last thing to come, first thing to go. But then I, I started looking into, and they were, we were training in this, how the nerves exit and they go to the organ. So if you pinch an organ, the organ cannot function properly. Does it have the ability to function properly? Absolutely. Because when I was three years old, I didn't have a GI problem. I didn't have allergies. What happened through that time? So what happens is when that nerve is compressed and blocking nerve energy, that's the energy from the brain. That's the innate. You're, you have an innate ability to heal. So if, if, I, if you fell and you cut your knee and you scraped it and it bled, you would clean it up, but you wouldn't go to your doctor, would you? You'd just maybe put a Band-Aid on it, but right. you know that your body would heal itself. There wouldn't be any thought. You'd be like, you're crazy to go to a doctor for this. All they're going to do is clean it and give you an antibiotic cream or something. It can heal itself even without the antibiotic cream. And that's when my belief went to a whole new level. I, I bought into it. And I said, you know what? Son of a gun. This makes sense. I kept getting adjusted. And lo and behold, in about three months care, my bowel problem was gone. My allergies were gone. My sinus issues were gone. And it's been 30 years and they haven't come back. So the nerve system controls healing. I opened my nerve system up, realigned it. And that's one part of the healing process. It healed itself. So Wow. I'll share one more story and then, then we'll, we'll, you can ask some questions. We'll, we'll stop, I'll stop here. My wife had chronic asthma for 23 years. She had asthma since age three to 26. When we got married, I go to chiropractic school. I said, hon, you need to come to the clinic and get checked because your asthma may be caused by alignment problems, subluxations, problems in your spine, blocking nerves going to your lung. Now that doesn't sound even normal, does it? It's like, to a normal phone, you're like, that's crazy. And I think that's pretty much what she said to me. Like, that's nuts. That's weird. And I said, wait a second. If it works, you get off all your medicine. You take drugs every day, inhalers every day. She was in and out of the hospital one to three times every single year for 23 years. What do you have to lose? And why are your lungs not working, but mine are? Why is the person down the street, their lungs working? Something's wrong with your body. So 
I talked her into it. She came into the clinic. They checked. They found problems in the in her neck and upper back region, which supply the lungs. They had corrected the alignment. That means the nerves open up. And again, 90 days, she could breathe. And it's been 30 years for her as well. No asthma. So that, that's, the, that's the intelligence we have in our body that knows how to heal. And it just happens that the, the connection is through the nerve system. And we know that diet and exercise play a role. We know that our mind plays a role, but many people overlook the simple concept of the nerves in the spine and alignment. So that's, that's wow, what that's amazing. That's amazing. See, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And in, in my interview with that chiropractor I had on the podcast a few months ago, we talked about this concept of the interconnectedness of the system. There's not one part of you that isn't connected to another. And, you know, the whole world of chiropractic care kind of centers around that, that if you have a problem, let's say like migraines, it could be because of a problem like in your back or your spine or somewhere else. And like, that's, that's amazing to me, because that's not something that we hear very often. So in terms of, um, you know, the digestive issues, how, how does the nervous system affect the digestion specifically? So two things, we know that if I eat let's say sugar all day, if I eat bad chemical food, a bad diet, we know that what we put in has to get processed. It can have an immediate effect, even though some doctors will tell you that there isn't a connection. I mean, it's just silly. So we know that. So how do the nerves control digestion? Because I didn't change my diet in the beginning. I, I learned that afterwards and I wasn't eating horrible, but I wasn't eating good. So how did adjusting my spine, open up nerves that actually heal my stomach. Well, the nerves, if you can picture the, the, the entire spine, nerves in the neck, eyes, ears, nose, and throat, in my upper back, go to my heart and my lungs and down my arms. So if I pinch a nerve in my neck, I could have carpal tunnel syndrome. I could have neck pain. I could have a headache because that's where it's located. In my, in, in, in my mid and low back, those nerves go directly out and go into and connect to the bowels. So one easy example is going to the bathroom. Your bowels have a muscle. It's called peristalsis. It's a squeezing. It's a, it's like a, uh, it squeezes from this end and keeps squeezing kind of like a snake to push the matter out. Cause if we didn't have that muscle, how would we get our garbage out of our body? There's a muscle. What controls the contraction of the muscle? It's the nerve system. So think of it this way. If I pinch a nerve and it goes into your back muscle like mine did, you may have back spasm and back pain. You may not be able to stand up straight. You may not be able to work out and run like you used to. It hurts. But if that nerve goes into and connects to the bowels, the colon, and peristalsis, the muscle to cause the evacuation, slows up, we get constipated. If it speeds up, if it goes into spasm, we have constant diarrhea. And I had the diarrhea part. I had spasms on my nerve that were not causing my back pain yet until I had that first episode. They were causing spasms in my colon. So we would think, well, you got a back spasm. Go to your chiropractor. Go to go get a massage. Go, you know, go do some trigger point and do, you know, do some foam roller. That makes sense. I have a colon spasm. Oh, you need to go get a drug to stop the spasm. So what drugs do is they override innate. You know, the nerve system's agitated, it's irritated, it's flushing out. When we make an adjustment, the nerve calms down, the bowels say, oh, now we can do what we need to do. Where a drug will say, well, we're gonna, we're gonna manually shut off your bowels. We're gonna just disconnect and shut them down by a chemical. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm, I don't have diarrhea, but what do I have to do tomorrow? Well, you got to take that drug. What about next week? Well, you got to take that drug. Why can't, my wife doesn't have bowel problems. Why doesn't she have to take the drug? Oh, she doesn't have that issue. So we're left with, well, what's the issue? Why do I have the issue? Damn, it's like, geez, tell me what's causing this. So mine was a pinched nerve. When I took the pressure off the nerve, now the innate intelligence could say, oh, now we know what to do. We'll heal itself. The spasms will calm down. And I never had that diarrhea again. And I, at 16 and 17, I was losing control that I would get these spasms 
in my bowels and they would just shoot up through my stomach. And I knew that I had about 30 to 60 seconds to make it to the bathroom. Now, if you're at home, that's one thing. When you're in high school, around all your high school peers, and you know that you're, you may poop your pants, not a good thing. I don't, I don't want a drug. I want to be fixed. And that's, so it's, 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 it's one part of it is just that simple. There's another nerve that comes out of the neck. It's called the vagus nerve. It comes out and over, it doesn't go through the spine. It comes out and goes to all the internal organs. So you ever have people like they, you heard them, they get in a car accident and they get whiplash in their neck. So shortly after, because of the stress of the trauma, they get an upset stomach, right? They may right. throw up or they may have bowel issues and they're saying, oh, it's my nerves. You ever hear that? It's yes. so funny. They say it's, it's my nerves. And I'm like, it is your nerves, <laughs> but they're jacked up. It's it, they, if they irritate the vagus nerve and that gets overstimulated, it's overstimulated into the stomach. The acid starts to go crazy. You're watering at the mouth. You feel like you're going to puke. You didn't have a stomach injury. You had a neck injury. Wow. So it's all connected. We just, right. because of pharmaceuticals and drugs and doctors and the whole system, they don't say this. That's not their gig. They're not going to explain it that way. They're going to give you a drug like they did me and my dad and said, you know, let it go at that. So that's incredible. Yeah, that's, I mean, sadly, that's all too common. I think it's changing a little bit more now, slower, slowly, I think. Uh, but, but that's, that's exactly right. That's what the, you know, the traditional medical model is based off of. It's essentially band-aids on much bigger root causes of disease. And basically what I'm hearing you say is uh, in terms of the digestive system, um, you have like years of, let's say, you know, you're sitting at a desk all day or you're inactivity and then somehow a nerve gets pinched and that can even, you know, affect how you digest food. It can affect, yeah. um, you know, inflammation uh, in the brain, inflammation in the gut and all these things. Yes. Yeah. And, and think of it this way, you know, we're on this diet kick. Oh, you got to eat. You got to eat. I agree. We got to eat good, organic, clean food. Chemicals kill us. But so you have people that eat a clean diet, and they're still sick, or they get cancer and they die. We know that exercise is good, but exercise doesn't realign the nerve system, doesn't realign the spine. So imagine if you have that stress on your nerves, go into your gut, and you don't have the right acid, you eat a perfect piece of organic Angus beef, like I have on my farm, grass-fed beef. I get them butchered, and I, they go right in the freezer. No chemicals. But my body doesn't can't digest it because the nerve system can't identify how much the stomach acid is needed. So it doesn't give so much. And it can't break down the protein. Now we're constipated. And now it only extracts, let's say, 40% of the nutrients. The other is waste. So then we get malnourished. So if I do this for 20 years, all of a sudden I have a malnourished problem. Now I have Crohn's disease or asthma or an autoimmune condition. And then what do they say? It's just your stressful life, man. It's just you, it's your unlock. It's your genes. genes they just make yeah. crap up. And it's like, wait a second. Grandpa, he smoked and he drank whiskey and he lived to 95. Mm -hmm. Why am I 17 pooping my pants? You know, it's not genes. It's, it's, there's a cause and an effect. We have to find the cause. So there, and it's we because the nerve system is the system that runs everything. It's the most important system, and it's the last to be seen unless you right. unless people walk into a chiropractic office and they're like, "I can't." Why didn't anyone tell me this? I hear that every week in my office. They look at me and say, "Why didn't anyone tell us?" I'm like, "Same thing I heard, man. I'm just here to do my job." And I agree with you. It, times are changing. It's because guys like you and me that are trying to produce a podcast to get a voice out to get, have one more person hear this and, and think of it this way. And this, this will inspire you to keep doing your podcast and just keep hammering away. I was sitting in library. It was probably one of my three credit courses in high school. Cause I, I didn't take a lot of good courses. I tried to just skate by. So my friend, Dave Aaron was sitting in library. We were sitting there horsing around and he, he goes, Hey, I'm seeing a chiropractor. And I said, for what? We played baseball together. He goes, well, you know, my foot hurts. He goes, he adjusts my back. He cracks my back and my foot feels better. And I'm like, that's weird. It's like, whatever. You know, I just let it go with that. But that's the first time I heard chiropractic. Just like the first, somebody listened to your podcast. This may be the first time they hear this and go, huh, what if? 
that's interesting. Why well, didn't act upon it? Didn't do anything. But when my back flared up, I called my buddy Dave and I said, Dave, who's this guy you see who cracks your back? Because my back, I can't move. I'm in pain. He gave me the name. I went to a chiropractor. Just that one time, that one sentence that he said that he went to a chiropractor. Now that I've seen, I've adjusted probably half a million people in my lifetime. I've done podcasts. I've spoke all, you know, I speak in different places throughout the country. I'm the president of our state board. I've impacted probably tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people in my lifetime. And I have no idea how, all from that one voice. So we never know how far reaching it goes. That's why we just keep doing this. And I agree with you. The more we do this, the more it can grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I really want to hammer home one point that you touched on, which is the fact that at 17 years old, you're, we're seeing this surge of people in their earlier years, whether it be even in childhood, infancy, or adolescence, where we're having these chronic diseases. And I believe the last statistic that I saw, it was 54% of American children had one yeah. or more chronic diseases. And like you said, you know, our, our earlier generations, like my grandparents, great grandparents, they could get away with doing things like drinking a little more alcohol than they should smoking. And they were still they still lived to be 80, 90. And they were, you know, cognitively sharp. And I think part of that is because our environment has changed at mm -hmm. such a rapid rate, and our genes just have not been able to catch up. Yeah, there, there was a study and it, it's and it's complex. It's not just about going to your chiropractor or just changing your diet. It's it's everything. People always ask me, is it my diet? I'm like, yes. What about exercise? Yes. What about my mind? Yes. What about sleep? Yes. It's like everything. And it may yeah. be you, you, you may be way off on your diet. That may be a major, but they're all important. There was a study done years ago that they they extracted the blood out of an umbilical cord of babies and they wanted to see how many toxins were in these umbilical cords. Now, the baby's never been exposed to outside environment. It's right from the womb. It, one, one study showed that there were over 258 chemicals in the umbilical cord. Wow. So where, where, where's the baby getting? The baby comes out, starts its first day of life having bad chemistry. And that comes from the mom, that comes from the vaccines, the flu shots, the drugs, the chemicals in the foods, all this environment that the mom has is in the baby. So when you say, you know, this goes way back, it starts even before the baby's born or the sperm and the egg are the parents even that damage that create bad, a genetic bad makeup, even before the baby has its first day on the planet. The other thing, and this is a chiropractic thing. Uh, Dr. Gutman, he was a German doctor. He studied the uh, birth process in babies that were born. They'll get pulled on by the head. They'll get distracted, tractioned, pulled on. They grab the chin and they pull them out. They don't grab the shoulders. Usually they grab the head. The forceps, the suction all pulls on the head. He's, he found that the first burn, bone in the neck, this, the atlas, C1, was 80% of the time was out of alignment, was agitated, had nerve interference at the first day of delivery, 80% of these babies. Now they didn't have a, a symptom tied along with it. They just had trauma. So if even if it were 50%, the first day of life, babies come out, they have chemicals in their body, they get pulled at birth. So now their alignment is out of alignment. So now their brain and body is not connected 100%. Their innate intelligence, their ability to heal naturally is weakened. It could be by 10 or 20%. Sudden wow. infant death, so it, it, sudden infant death syndrome is, uh, is connected to imbalance in the neck. The nerve in the neck goes to the, the phrenic nerve, goes to the diaphragm, pinch a nerve, pain and somewhere pinch a nerve goes to the diaphragm, it shuts off. The diaphragm can't pump, they, they stop breathing in their sleep. So there was, there's Dr. I think it was Dr. Taubin uh, medical doctor did a study on that. So there's correlation between birth process trauma, birth process chemicals. So now they're out, they go home from the hospital, or if they had a home birth, like some of my kids had now, okay, now what do we do? Well, we chose to breastfeed and, and do a chiropractic care right at birth, check their alignment. And it's crazy. I'll check these babies and they, they can't turn their head in full range of motion because they're out of alignment and i just with my pinky i do a light adjustment and they change instantly so it's just the wildest thing where they parents are like they're sleeping through the night this is crazy but 
So we started them with good alignment, and good nutrition. Most babies, most kids, they don't get the breastfeeding. So they go right to formula food, sugar and chemicals, hydrogenated oils, chemicals. So the sugar's outrageous. And then what are they? They're not checked for their spine. They're probably put in bouncy chairs and other things. So they start their first few years of life with just disorientation, just dysfunction. And that's what we build our life upon. So by the time they hit 17, no wonder they have all kinds of migraines and headaches. I have patients come in that are in their in high school that, that have migraines and headaches every day of their life. Unheard of. This is insane. Yeah. There, there's a new term called digital dementia, came out of Seoul, Korea, sitting at a computer with your head, you know, doing this jutted forward, puts strain on the neck and the spinal cord, which shuts down the right side of the brain, which can show early signs of dementia. They say they, they're expecting a 15 increase in dementia, early onset dementia, early in life because of the neck and computers and tech neck. So wow. what do we need to do? Get to our chiropractor, do exercises, raise the computer. So when you look at this, you think, where do I start? You got to start, you got to look at everything and just start chipping away, start changing the diet, start identifying this and saying, okay, so maybe, maybe we did start life with formula. I can eat organic now. I can, maybe I'm on medication. Maybe I can go to a chiropractor, start changing my lifestyle now, no matter where you are in life, there's a starting point and a changing point. So you're right. It, it's a, it's a, when they start off, it's, it's a, uh, it's a rough start for most kids. And unless we look at it the way you're presenting it here on your podcast, unless we look at it this way, we're going to be victim. We're going to be victim and we're going to say, oh, poor, poor guy, poor Aaron. He has diarrhea. You know, he is too bad. You know, he's a nice kid. I don't want to be a nice kid. Well, I'll be a nice kid, but I want to be a badass dad. I want to be a healthy dad. I want to be a guy that can do what I want to do when I'm 100 years old, not in diapers. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's so many different directions that I could take this, but um, I recently had a, a triple board certified physician who specializes in environmental toxins. And we talked about this idea of, you know, synergistic toxicity of different things. And like you said, it's not just one thing. It's your nutrition. It's your exercise. It's your light exposure. It's glyphosate, which is, you know, the most active um, chemical in, uh, pesticides. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, things that we're getting from our water, things that we're getting from our food and they all combine and it all really matters. And that's why a holistic approach for like what you're recommending, I think that's the way forward. I think looking at every aspect of health is how we, you know, how we improve our overall health. Yeah. It's, it's the only way out. It's, it's not like, well, maybe it's the only way out. Because what you just described, that's just, and you didn't even hit on everything. You know that. I mean, you hit yeah. on a few highlights. There are hundreds of stressors in our life. Everywhere we walk and move and, and driving a car and sitting at a day. I mean, there are so many stressors in our life. If we don't look at this and say, I've got to take control of my life, then we're doomed. And, you know, when we look at pharmaceuticals and like what we do, this is crazy. So we'll say, even with nutrition, we'll say, well, I think you need 200 milligrams of this, whether it's a drug or a vitamin to digest your food, let's say. How do we know 200 is ideal for your body or my body? We don't, we're just speculating. Right. How does a physician know, well, 10 milligrams of this drug, prescription drug is good for you. But, but Jorge, don't, don't let anyone else get this because if your family gets this, they could die from 10 milligrams. And then that this is what, what blew me away when, when I learned this about my dad. He had his medicine up in the cabinet and he, he would tell me, don't touch this. This is, my mom would say, that's your, that's your dad's medicine. Don't touch that. You, if you take that, you could die. And I was scared. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this stuff? I was a kid, you know? And then when my dad died and I started really investigating this, I thought, wait a second. If it would have killed me, or possibly killed me or poisoned me. And I may have had to go to the hospital or maybe my younger brother who was smaller got it and killed him instantly. How is it making my dad healthy? This doesn't make sense. I'm like, how could a drug kill one person and make somebody healthy? Oh, it's about symptoms. It's going to make mm -hmm. 
feel is going to block the pain and block the symptom that make him feel comfortable to die early. And I thought, when I heard that, I'm like, that's exactly what these drugs do. They don't fix the problem. And how does, how do we know that 10 milligrams, maybe he needs 12.7 milligrams. What if he needs 350 milligrams of vitamin C where I need 750 milligrams? Who knows that? Our intelligence knows that. So that's the innate intelligence. So if you and I eat an orange, you may need 500 milligrams for your daily use. So it will extract the, the 500 milligrams or a red pepper that even has more vitamin C than, a, than an orange. And it will extract what it needs. And it gets rid of the rest. It knows exactly. You don't know what it did. It just does it internally. When I take it, my body says, oh, dude, you're stressed. We need more, more vitamin C. There's some inflammation going on. You, you injured yourself and we need a little bit more nutrients. You better feed us some more. So we'll use more. That's the intelligence of the body. I trust that intelligence over any physician, any doctor. He could be world-renowned, top of the game. He is not God. God created this body. He created it with such intricacies we'll never understand. We just have to try to do our best to navigate. But, but most of the time, our navigation is destruction. We destroy our body. And, and we get to, we come into an office like mine and, and they're 30 years old. They're like, okay, I'm on six medications. My knee hurts. I had surgery on my hip and my, my heart's going bad. And I'm on a high blood pressure. Do you, and my neck hurts. What do I need? <laughs> right. Like, well, you needed this 30 years ago, but we're, here, here we go. Let's start. <laughs> no. And that's, that's so important because I think that in the traditional allopathic route, um, they look for what medication can I give you rather than are you micronutrient deficient in something? And most never test for that at all. Like I know with my mom, for example, she has Hashimoto's and she had to literally beg for a full complete thyroid panel because her doctors didn't think that that was, you know, the way to go. Um, and so like, for example, she, she, it changed her hormones changed her thyroid hormones changed within you know, a few months, and they didn't think that that was possible. So they didn't think to recheck. But because, you know, I was, you know, working with her on her diet and sleep and, you know, vitamin D and everything, we were able to at least, you know, help get her levels a little bit better. And her doctors were, they just kind of dismissed her until she was like, No, I really want to get my levels checked. And of course, it turned out they had to lower her medication because yeah. it was too much. This episode is brought to you by Energy Bits. Now, if you haven't heard my episode with Katherine Arnston from Energy Bits, I highly recommend you go check that out because there are wide ranging science-backed benefits of chlorella and spirulina. In fact, there are thousands of studies which show a positive health effect from chlorella and spirulina algae, from building the immune system to supporting B and T cell production, and they provide essential micronutrients, which we might not get enough of in our diet. Uh, it aids in energy production and supports detoxification pathways in the liver. And personally, I use algae essentially as a multivitamin since it contains ample amounts of B vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin K, iron, amino acids, essential fatty acids, and chlorophyll. You know, you can blend them in smoothies, use as toppings on salads, or take them as pills. For anyone who can't stomach the strong taste of algae, and I'm totally guilty of that. But why specifically this company? Well, I've extensively researched them. That's kind of why I had them on the podcast, but they are third-party lab tested in the US at an FDA-approved lab. It's a lot of big words there. To make sure the products actually are what they say they are. So they test for nutrients, safety, and purity, as well as for heavy metals like lead and mercury and neurotoxins so you can be sure that you're getting a safe and pure product this is a huge problem with the supplement industry but this company seems to have quality at the highest part of what they do and the ceo katherine arnson is pretty awesome so that helps too if you want to give chlorella and spirulina a try energy bits is providing a generous 20 percent discount code using code livedamwell hope you check them out now back to the show and the other thing is it can be chemical. So if, and you, you know, like if you have, if you got off this podcast and you went and had three bowls of ice cream and two, two Mountain Dews or Red Bulls or something, you're going to feel like crap. You're probably going to have diarrhea. You're going to feel sick. And you're like, what happened? It's a chemical disruption. What processes chemistry in the body? The nerve system. 
So if there's an input of, of nerve energy and disruption, the chemistry can offset muscles, muscles can contract, muscles contracting can shift the bone out of alignment as well. So there's different okay. components. So it's not just, I need a, bam, I need a trauma. Mm -hmm. So I still play rugby and I'm 55 and I've been playing for over, you know, about 34 years. I've played sports since I was little. So I've had all kinds of trauma through my life. But when you x-ray me and you check my alignment and my bone structure, joint structure, everything is fine. I'm repairing myself because my alignment, I keep myself in alignment. Now, when I go out and play rugby or I'm on my farm and I fall and I, you know, get hurt in a farm, then I can push myself out of alignment. But each week I'm getting realigned. So I never let it settle in. As a kid, I probably... I may have had a rough birth process or as a kid, I was always active. So I, I'm sure I fell. I remember falling out of trees, wrecking my bike, setting up ramps to jump. So obviously I did trauma to my body. We ate a lot of sugar and white flour as a kid. So chemical stuff. And so I think at some point my spine went out of alignment and I didn't even know it. But then every year when I kept playing football and baseball and diving into the bases head first and jumping over the fence, I mean, I was brutal to my body. My spine, those small misalignments kept getting worse. And then eventually when it got enough and hit the nerve strong enough, that's when my back went into spasm. And that was my warning sign. That was ding, ding, ding. Hey, I'm giving you a warning sign. Just like if, if you have acid reflux. That's not bad. That's a warning sign. It's saying, Jorge, you're eating too much fried food. You know, don't cover it up with a Prilosec. You know, look at your diet. You're, you're drinking way too much soda. You're, you, you, you're, stop it. It gives you a warning sign. Drugs turn off the warning signs. And, you know, and when, when we identify, like with your, what your mother went through, when we identify that doctors are not responsible for our health, maybe a doctor like me, but our physician doctor, they're not responsible for our health. They're responsible to identify a problem and treat it with a medication most of the time. And I have friends that are medical doctors. When I have a crisis and something is wrong, like I broke my scapula about five and six years ago now, the first place I went is to a hospital because the pain was, I needed something. I felt like I, I wanted to die. The pain was unbearable. But after they gave me the pain medicine and I went home, I said, now my body has to heal. What will heal my broken scapula? Drugs or my innate intelligence? Me, my innate intelligence. So how I take care of my body with how I feed it, drinking clear, pure water, giving it nutrients and supplements, uh, movement, because I couldn't exercise much. I had to move it and keeping my spine aligned optimize my chance to heal. I was running races in two and a half months. I shouldn't have been able to even like jog at that point. And I played my first rugby match in eight months and I shouldn't have been able to do a push-up. So my body healed about five times faster than normal. What healed is my innate intelligence. So once we identify, hey, my doctor's not there to, to make me better. They just don't know this. We're, we're, we're barking up the wrong tree. Like if I went to you and said, hey, can you fix my my alternator in my, in my car. And you don't, if you ask me that, I, I don't even know where the alternator is. You're barking up the wrong tree. Okay, give me some money and I'll try to fix it. I'm going to mess your car up. We're going to medical doctors and physicians wanting health and they're offering us drugs. We're, we're not, we're, it's the wrong thing. So we have to use them for what they're, what they're, they're, they're there for. Right. And I understand that in, in life-threatening and crisis situations, it's amazing. They, they can save our life. But healing, longevity, restoration, that's just not their gig. So what I'm hearing you say is essentially these acute life-threatening, immediately life-threatening injuries. Modern yes. medicine is great for those. Yes. But if we're talking about preventative, if we're talking about true health, all the preventative stuff, like for COVID, for example, all the preventative stuff beforehand, it's, you know, a lot of doctors only have around, I think the average is five hours of nutrition education their entire career. I think that's increasing now, but that just tells you 
the focus isn't on lifestyle. The focus is mostly on using pharmaceuticals. Right. Yeah. And, and they'll tell you that that's, it's yeah. not a, it's not a, a hidden thing. It's not like right. we're calling them out on something. I have medical doctors as friends and they, they use medicine. That's just what they know. I have cardiologists as friends. They treat the heart with medicine and surgery. And when in, in a crisis situation, I don't want to go to my chiropractor when I have a broke, when I broke my scapula. So I'm so adamant about, I have five kids and I, I live this principle. When I get hurt, my body's healing. I'm not going to the door. I'm not taking drugs. And I've had to, but I'm very adamant about staying away from that pharmaceutical world. So when I break my scapula, my daughter and my wife come to pick me up. I was, I rode, I was riding a bike and my tire came off and I hit about 30 miles an hour straight down on the pavement. So I'm out about a mile and a half, you know, kind of on the country road. No one's around. They pick me up. My daughter goes, dad, we're, we're taking you to the chiropractor, my, my friend. And I said, not this time. But she, we we're, we're so trained in my house. that like, don't go to the doctor first. Go to the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Heal naturally. But I said, this is not the time. She goes, I already called him. I said, tell him no. I said, I need to go to the hospital. Uh, there's something very wrong with me. And I don't need a chiropractor at this point. So in a crisis situation, yes, it's we go and, and we, they save our life. They manage that. We're the best at that. But when it comes in the U.S., you know, we're, we're probably the best at emergency care or in the top, you know, 10 in longevity care, in lifestyle care. We're, it, it, they did a study in 78, uh, 78, the largest industrialized nations, U.S. is, I think, 77th, second to last in overall health. We suck. We suck at health. But if you rip your leg off in an accident, I don't want to be in Pakistan mm -hmm. or Thai, Thai, Thailand. I want to be in America. But if I want longevity, I probably should go to one of these foreign countries and, and live in the mountains. So go to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, now I want to touch on a video I saw of yours, uh, recently, which said, stop boosting your immune system. And naturally I clicked on it. It was a pretty good title. And I, I got to understand why you chose that title, but explain why you chose that title. Stop boosting your immune system. I make yes. so many videos. I'm not sure what that was, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess what I, I said, because we are, I'm, I'm probably 99% sure of this. We are trying to um, boost our immune, like the whole COVID thing. And this is, I, th I think this is where this came out of is when COVID hit and they said this, it was the second day. I wasn't sure what to expect. And I said, I'm not worried. My immune system is strong. I've been working on my immune system all my life. If I go down with COVID and I, I wasn't trying to be arrogant or think I have a hundred percent health. If I said, mm -hmm. if I go down, my patients don't have a chance. The, the community doesn't have a chance. They don't do what I do. I exercise daily. I, I do spinal exercises. I work on my mind. I train my body. I eat clean. I take supplements. My spine and nerve system is near perfect. It's better than any patient that I've ever x-rayed. So if I'm thinking, there's, if, if this kills me, then I'm done. So what do, we, what do we do? We boost things. We're like, okay, I just need more of this. I, I, I need more, more vitamin D. Vitamin D is good. We need vitamin D. I need to eat more fruits and vegetables. That's okay. We're trying to boost something. What if we just get it into our lifestyle and just activate it so it's there 100% of the time? We're, this is a crisis mode. We'll say, and, and it did, probably did with certain people, They'll say, well, now the COVID, I, I need to eat a little bit better. And that was probably, I would probably say less than 5%. Everyone was in panic. They hid. They did everything the opposite way of what should happen. They decreased their immune system by hiding inside and not going outside and not going anywhere. Uh, so, you know, here we are. We're trying to boost things. We're trying to give a, a short-term um, uh, reaction, crisis care. We boost it for a while. And then come summer, everything feels good. We stop all those habits. That's nonsense. So if we add in healthy nerve system, healthy exercises for our spine, healthy curves and posture for our neck, 
exercise, walking, movement, add in good nutrition, sunlight. If you're in a state that there's sun, you don't need a lot of vitamin D, but you got to get outside. So sunlight, getting to bed early, those all activate our own internal immune system that God created. We don't have to boost it. It's already there. So when I thought of this, I'm like, I don't need any more vitamin D. It's, it's been in me for years. I don't need any more exercise. I've been doing it. I don't need any more chiropractic care. I just continue doing what I'm doing. So that, and that, that was probably, the video was probably based on the whole crisis that, you know, we, we run to medicine short term when, when we're in a crisis. And then sometimes we run to vitamins or a chiropractor short term to get a short fix, but we don't get it into our lifestyle. And that, that's never, we're never going to win that way. All we're going to do is just go round and round and, and die an early death. And it says, you know, who cares if you take vitamin D every once in a while, if you need it, take it on a regular basis, get your blood work, see where those levels are. If the vitamin D levels are tanked, you better work on the vitamin D because your exercise isn't going to raise that up. And, and neither would a chiropractic adjustment. Vitamin D can kill you because it's going to destroy your immune system. So, you know, we look at it that way. And we look at it as a lifestyle, and we implement it, we're going to have the, the most powerful strength, internal innate strength, than we could ever imagine. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is, make it a lifestyle. And what you were saying with the video is don't just make it this, oh, this is gonna, you know, boost my immune system for, you know, a day or a week or a month, but let's focus on sustainable ways, sustainable and healthy ways to work things into your lifestyle. Yes. You know, many times I hear patients says, well, I went to my doctor and they did some blood work and, and I'm, I'm really bad. I'm, I'm in bad state. So they told me I need to I need to cut out all meat, which I totally disagree with. They need to cut uh, all meat and just eat salads. And I said, unsustainable. It's mm -hmm. crazy. You're, you're going to do that for two or three days, feel famished. You're going to be pissed off and aggravated. And you're going to go right back to your garbage diet and say, I just couldn't do it. I mean, that's kind of, the advice is unattainable. It's like saying, if you said to me, hey, I want to start running marathons. I said, well, all right, so let, let's start running five miles every day on the weekend, run 10 and on Sunday, run, run 15. You're going to be so beat up by Sunday. Mm -hmm. You're going to hate me and say, I'm not, you know, throw your shoes away. I, I can't do it. So we have to start gradual. And when we do that into our lifestyle and we build it into a habit, the habit transforms our life. The, pro the process will take care of itself. If every day you get up and you do 100 push-ups, that's it. 100 push you don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. A year from now, you're going to be stronger. Your chest is going to be stronger. You're going to feel better. You're going to be more mentally alert. Your posture is going to be better. And it's going to be, you're going to be like, 100? <laughs> Dude, I can knock that out in about two minutes. Like, this is a nothing because it's become a habit. But if you only do it just when, you know, a girl comes up to you and says, oh, Jorge, you look so weak and soft. You're like, I better do some push-ups. <laughs> so you, you do push-ups for a week. You didn't change. She's going to look at you again and say, you're still soft. <laughs> but if you build it into a habit, your life changes. And then it's, yes. And it's easy. So. Yes, absolutely. And I know some people who, you know, they'll be unmotivated for six months out of the year. And then, you know, New Year's will come around. They'll go hard, like two hours a day for a week. They'll be totally exhausted. They can't recover and they just stop exercising altogether yeah. because they're literally injured. They can't yeah. keep going. Right. Yeah. Unattainable. Yeah. And if we, if, we, if we find, you know, you look at that and, and I have, you know, some things that I've created last year on video that just like the four habits, mind, body, uh, nerve system, eating and, and exercise basics, like foundational things say, just start here. Start with this and just build, even if it's, you did 10 push-ups a day, if you got that into a habit, well, then going to 15 isn't, isn't hard. Going to 20 isn't hard. And then what's neat, and you, you probably know this with certain habits of your life, once you hit about that 90-day mark, it starts to become a pattern that you, you, you feel bad if you don't get it. Yes. So I, I've worked out since I was about 16 years old and I don't take much time off. My time off is I'll do other activities, but I just don't stop and do nothing. So, you know, a few weeks ago, I hurt my shoulder, tore part of my rotator cuff playing rugby. So I vowed, okay, these next two, three weeks, I'm going to take it easy. The season's over. That means I'm not going to lift weights 
much, just we little, <laughs> I just can't stop altogether. But I'll do some other activities to keep me active, but I'm gonna give my body a little bit of a rest. And the reason it's hard for me to take time off is because I've done it for so long. It's built into my nerve system. It's built into my, my habit that I just, I feel better doing it. And I don't wanna lose what I've created. So once you get past that tipping point and it becomes easier to eat salads, to drink water, you know, I stopped drinking pop, mm -hmm. you know, after a couple of months, I don't, I don't desire it. Try that. You know, when people that, that they're drinking soda all the time, you know, the first few days they're miserable, but after a week they drink it. They're like, ah, who, this is so sweet. This is, yes. so it's, it's, it's a, it's a process. And once you hit that tipping point, then it's just, just keep going. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, a big tell was when I stopped having so much refined carbohydrates and sugar, uh, you know, my acne kind of went away. I used to have a lot of acne on my face. So that was also another, you know, incentive for me to get stop eating that stuff. Yeah. And what would happen if you started eating all the garbage that you ate before? It would come back. Yeah. Without you, a doubt. You wouldn't be pissed at your doctor or you wouldn't say, oh, God, you, you gave me a bad body. It's like you're doing it to yourself. So, and that's, uh, once you identify that, isn't that cool? Because you right. identified something that was causing a physical appearance. Thank God it did. Because what if it never caused a skin condition? You continued to eat that way, but it caused a cardiovascular condition. And at 35 years old, you had a heart attack or a stroke, and now you're left damaged for the rest of your life. So, you know, we got to look at these issues we have. Like when I had my back pain, man, I thank God all the time. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I had back pain. Because if I never had the back pain, I would probably have a third of my bowels cut out by now. Mm. I would probably maybe be on a diaper. I asked, I mean, my allergies and sinus issues, I'd be living off meds. I wouldn't be playing rugby. I wouldn't be in practice in chiropractic with five kids and a farm and doing everything. I Who knows where I'd be? So I, I, I'm so thankful that that one, like you, your acne drove you to a lifestyle change that transformed your skin. But what else did it transform? Every cell in your body, your kidneys, your liver, your heart, your lungs, your muscles, your, your cartilage and your discs, everything healed because you took it on yourself to do this. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's so amazing. Cool. It's amazing. And yeah, like you said, it's a signal, right? It's like, let's be thankful. Like, yeah, it sucks in the moment, right? Like it sucks. I hate having this shit on my face, but <laughs> it's a signal that you're doing something wrong, right? right? Like your back pain as well. That's also a signal. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if we learn to identify it and, and be thankful for the pain and use it as a, hmm, what's going on? You know, when I broke my shoulder, the pain, I knew why I broke my scapula. I, I hit the pavement at 30 miles an hour. But, you know, when something comes on, you didn't do anything and you have acne, you know, do anything that day. Like if you put on some, if you use some new soap on your face and that day your face was all irritated and red and you, pimples started to come out, you'd say, what's the soap? But if all of a sudden it comes on, you have to take a step back. And this is what, you know, everyone listening, you look at your life and say, what am I doing in my life that is destructive? And if it's destructive, let's start to change that. Either if we have a symptom or not, let's change it anyhow, because that first symptom could be a heart attack. And I, I the last time I checked, that when we discover we have a heart attack, 50% of the people that have a heart attack, their first symptom is a fatal heart attack that kills them. First symptom. So they didn't have a, a second chance. So it's like, when, when's, when's the time? The time is now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, this, this belief in the body's capacity to, you know, if you just remove the obstacles, you're going to get healthier. If you just switch out the processed foods for whole foods, you're going to get better. And you know, in pandemic times, I think one of the worst pieces of misinformation to circulate is this idea that it's Russian roulette, that, I mean, the data is in now, there's overwhelming evidence that, you know, like we're talking about vitamin D, uh, you know, micronutrient status, metabolic health, you know, if you're obese, overweight, if you have high blood sugar, high insulin, um, you know, the amount that you exercise, your sleep quality, your stress management, all of these things affect your risk of you know, if you have a mild case, if you have a severe case, if you're hospitalized, if you die in the, you know, if you die. And so this idea, and it's still prevalent now, I talk to people and they're like, oh, it's just Russian roulette, whether you get a bad case. And I'm like, no, it really isn't. 
it really isn't. You know, would you agree with that? I totally agree. And and even before they came out with a study way back last March and April, I said this. I was telling my patients this. I'm like, listen, if you're healthy, this COVID can't kill you. It can't. The flu can't kill a healthy person. And they'll say, yeah, but there was a case over here. And I'm like, he wasn't healthy. Maybe he wasn't, he didn't express symptoms, but you can't, a healthy person cannot die from a flu virus unless that flu virus is so strong. And, and if it did one, it would do, you know, it really would be a pain. It would just be wiping out everyone. Right. And, you know, when they say, well, it, they're, they're finding studies, this just blows me away. They're finding studies that obese people could have a higher incidence. I'm like, duh. I'm like, yeah. you kidding me? If somebody that has, that is a smoker that has COPD may have a problem. I'm like, are you, do you really need a study to say a sick person is going to react worse than a healthy person? I mean, this is what we do. We wait for a study because they make millions in drugs and scare and they get you to a point you're like, and then people will rationalize and say, well, the studies prove it. I'm like, why do we need a study to prove this? It either, it's either it is or isn't. You know, and right. what I bought into that is if God, you know, and I look back to God created the, the earth. This is what I believe. Created the earth, created humans. He knew that the COVID was coming. Did he plan our bodies to be prepared for this or not? If he didn't, then what he created, then we are playing Russian roulette. Then it's like, this is a crapshoot, man. I don't know. But if he created it, and, I, and all through the years, I trust in my body to heal, not man, not a drug, then I can heal from COVID. If I get COVID, I can heal from that as well. And, you know, it is or, is or isn't. It's not this, well, this time it's different. No. Now, if I get hit by a train, my body, that's too much trauma for my body. It will kill me. If I get too much bacteria or too much of a virus that overrides my body and my body isn't capable to control it, then yes, it may overtake me. But something like COVID or the flu, because they've proven this, it's, it's just like a bad boy flu. Why would it kill somebody healthy? So again, they're looking at, okay, let's treat, let's hospitalize, let's do all these crazy, let's vaccinate. And I look and say, let's just get healthy. But there's no money in that, is there? You know, how much, right. who's sending you, you know, million dollar checks for doing this podcast? Anyone? <laughs> I'd like exactly. to know, because I don't get any. Not yet. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's that, this, is, this is worth a million dollars or more. This advice is, this is life changing if somebody acts upon it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Man, I'm very grateful to be having you on the podcast. How are we doing on time, by the way, for you? I'm fine. I'm You're fine. all good? Okay. Yeah. Well, before we get into, I like to do a few rapid fire questions at the end. Uh, where can people reach you, find out more about you? Best way is if they, my website, they can link up and there's my website, and my podcast, my website, and it's pretty easy. It's innate life. And we always go to the innate, the, it's I N the number eight life.com. My podcast, Making Pittsburgh Healthy, we're soon to change this. We're going to, we're, we're broadening. It's going to be called the, um, uh, hold on a second, innate, restoring innate health, because we want to get back to just what you're doing is natural health. So the Pittsburgh thing is really cool, but it, it, we're limiting ourselves with Pittsburgh, so we're going to call that. But anyhow, Making Pittsburgh Healthy or Innate Life. Uh, and if you have any questions, you know, feel free. I always check my emails and I always respond. You can email me, uh, contact our office, and, and I'll answer anything I can for you or, or help guide you. I also, too, I have a, um, a free mini course on the four core principles on mind, belief, chiropractic, and posture, nerve system, exercise, and nutrition. Some real basic uh, I did this last year in COVID because I thought people need more videos because they're not going out. So I created these free courses. So, so I'll, I'll have a link for you uh, as well on that if anyone wants to, to check that Perfect. out. Perfect. I'll include all of that in uh, you know, the link in the description and the show notes for people to be able to access that. Uh, so question number one, what is the most important habit you personally do every day to support your health? Fixing my mind first, and that's reading my Bible and depend and, and relying on God and not man. So when I get up in the morning, I read my Bible, pray, 
and I have that belief that I don't need a doctor. I may need a doctor, but I'm trusting in God's healing, my innate healing. So I set the stage first thing in the morning. That is number one. And that guides me to then do everything I need to do. Because I, I don't just sit there and say, okay, God, please help me. Well, I say, please help me. Then I run out and do my exercise and eat. <laughs> so I, I take action upon that. But that's first and foremost, that's it. So important. Um, number two, what is the most important lesson that you've learned recently, whether it be, you know, in your personal life, whether it be, you know, scientific, whether it be something you learned from a patient, anything? Uh, wow, there's probably so many. Um, the one that, that jumps out, and this is pretty cool, is I heard this in church, and they said the best is yet to come. And we, we tend to get caught up in worry especially with COVID, I, I heard this a lot is, yeah, but what if we're not allowed to travel? And I said, what if we aren't? But you're worrying about something in the future that's not even here yet. Stop it. What if I have to, what if they make me get a vaccine? You're worrying about something in the future. Stop it. But if we flip it and say, you know what? The best is yet to come. So I've been telling my patients this and a, a patient who has neuropathy, her legs are dying out on her. She can't walk. She's tripping. I said this to her. I said, Cheryl, you are going to get well. I said, the best is yet to come. She looked at me and she said, my kids just gave me a coffee mug that says the best is yet to come on it. And I said, well, my pastor said in church, I said, so God's telling you the best is yet to come. And then this, this weekend, she went and saw this pastor and he said, hey, I know you're struggling, but the best is yet to come. And I, I sat back and I said, this is crazy. I said how God's working. But when we hold that is, you know what, the lesson that I, 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 I kind of took from that is don't get caught up in the now. Don't worry about now. Let the process take care of it. Let the habits take care of itself. And the best is yet to come. But we've got to do the daily habits. So that's just that. affected me late, late recently. And I love it. I love that. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the preventative lifestyle practices, you know, to build immunity, but let's say you or a loved one got COVID-19 tomorrow. What are some of the immune protocols that you would do or recommend to them? Uh, well, it depends what they're doing. You know, my family, a couple of my uh, kids in my family, we believe they have COVID. I thought I had it over my Christmas break. We never got tested. Uh, we didn't do anything different. You know, we just kept doing what we're doing. Um, we do, what I do recommend to patients is increased, like, so if they're not doing a regimen, they're just, let's say they're getting adjusted and eating decent, not taking any supplements or anything. First thing I would say is, you know, make sure you're moving, keep active, keep up with your adjustments because adjustments actually activate the immune system. In fact, you get a boost of uh, white blood cell. I think it's like 124 percent increase in white blood cell effect from an adjustment so you get this immediate boost now it doesn't last all day or for days but you do get a boost to help fight early onset infection isn't that crazy it's like Amazing. wow so they would say i better not come in and i'm and i'm like well you're not allowed to but you need to get adjusted you know so it was this it was it was tough for us you know but getting your adjustments upping your vitamin d getting sunshine getting movement basic foundational things, drinking water, reducing sugar and carbohydrates, all the sugary foods. And uh, we use a, a, a supplement called silver biotics. Um, a, you know, the silver uh, can, can actually help support against viruses and bacteria. Uh, and those are probably, those are like the main things. I, I don't get too heady on this stuff. And, you know, I know there's a lot of different protocols out there. Mine was more foundational and getting an overall picture of it. We've had, we've had many patients go through it and I tell them the same thing. And they come back and they're like, man, this didn't do anything to me. Especially if they were under a good protocol before, they would call in and say, hey, I'm quarantined, I can't come in. When they would come in, I'm like, how did it affect you? I had a cough for a few days. You know, the majority of patients weren't severely sick. They were fine. Finally, what advice would you give to your 20 year old self? Oh, man, I remember hearing these questions on other podcasts. And I always thought, what if I ever would ever ask this stuff? You know, um, at 20, I, it took me a long time to get, get confidence in myself and get confidence and belief in what I'm teaching now. 
Uh, I may sound confident now, but we, you know, we all battle it because the world is against it. The world, so much of the world is, yeah, but, and we got to get rid of that. If I could say to myself at 20, I would say, look, be confident. You're a, there's a badass inside you. Don't be a pushover, be confident and go for the, for the top. And I pretty much did that in life, but I was hesitant. I think I could have gone a lot more if I would have had the, the confidence and not arrogant. There's, you know, when you're arrogant, nobody likes you, but confident and power and confident within myself and knowing that I could do more and help more would have taken me further. So amazing. Uh, Dr. Tressler, I can't thank you enough for this conversation. Honestly, I think we could probably go on for a few hours more. Um, I'll link again to all of the resources that you mentioned, uh, your websites and everything, your free courses. Uh, yeah, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. And I, and I appreciate what you're doing out there. And, and listeners, you're listening to, to these podcasts. Please share these episodes. Please subscribe to, to the, his podcast and, and be a member. Be, subscribe, listen, because every time you listen to his advice and, and the guests he has on, just like my podcast, you get a little smarter. You have a little bit more action steps. So, but we don't grow unless you subscribe. So, you know, after you're done, go to, go to the podcast and just subscribe. I'm helping you out because I know how this Thank works. You. I appreciate and it. Two, you know, share these, share them with your social media, because had my friend Dave not told me about chiropractic, I don't know where I'd be. I'm so thankful. So this could change somebody's life. So thank you for being on my on. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. And, you know, thanks for doing what you're doing. We're on this team together. If you like this episode and if you'd like some of my other episodes with other guests, please take the time to review this podcast on iTunes. That would be incredibly helpful to me and getting this message out to way more people.